You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 26 of the 2022 fantasy season. This episode is brought to you by Nuhu, because otherwise Ashley would have quit. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, actually, brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider. Thank you so much for you all. Uh, without you, we would not be able to have this project for you week in and, and week out. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And tonight I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. We'd also like to welcome our special guest, Christian Ward from our Discord server. How are you all doing tonight? I'm good. Um, I'm one of those crazy people that's trying to do a fantasy football draft with the rest (laughs) of our Discord community. Uh, They happen to schedule it over this. I claim that Cam is trying to screw me on this and just wanting to make sure I'm distracted during draft time. But whatever. Sounds like it to me. That's right. You guys are out there uh, doing some double duty on on what's supposed to be happening, but uh, we'll let it by. Well, I know people people love their fantasy. We'll just call it community building. It's fine. I, we have sections in our Discord server for games other than uh, MLS Fantasy, so it's allowed. It's all good. I'm great. I already did my draft. They, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we Thanks. did ours. What is this NFL you speak of? Yeah. <laughs> hand oh, the, uh, the hand other egg. football. Uh, hand on top egg. of that, <laughs> this is NFL where they don't have kickers. It's a bunch of soccer fans and we oh, don't have man. kickers in our league. Wow. That's crazy. I've never heard that. Uh, well, we are here to do a podcast about fantasy soccer, so we're going to move forward with that. If you're listening to us for the first time on your podcasting platform of choice, thank you so much for joining us. Those of you who are listening to us live on YouTube, we do that every Monday. We come to you live. Uh, please do like and subscribe and, and help share so we get the metrics up. And always fun to see a few new people join in between podcasts. But we're going to talk about, as I said, this double game week sprint that we're currently in. It's it's double game week's all through the rest of the season, though this week and in a couple of weeks, light double game week. So it's sort of like, I don't really say a faux double game week because it really is a double game week. So we'll call it a, a DGW light. That's what it is. Just just a couple of teams that we'll get into because first I want to talk about how round 25 went because this was a massive week for a Crazy. lot of people. Like massive is in, <laughs> if you weren't in like 200 something points, you probably went down Maybe regardless yeah. of where, like top 500 to 1,000 places, if you didn't get 200-something, yeah. you you likely fell in rank because it was bananas. So if you're with us in chat right now, please do share what your scores were. I've already seen a few on Twitter that were amazing. And let's just start with uh, with you all right here, starting with Ashley. Yeah, um, I definitely hurt myself a little bit. I got a 205, so I'm not incredibly upset about it. Um, I'm con- happy with my Champions League ranking. Um, I moved up in my overall ranking, but I am just playing and I ha- kind of talked about this back and forth off air, but um, I'm kind of mad at myself for some of the decision making I made. So with that rotated LAFC back line, um, I threw in a NYCFC defender instead of Palacios. That NYCFC defender only got four points. It was Amundsen who didn't start the second game. Um, <clears throat> and then I moved some players to my bench. My bench ended up having, what was it? I sent it to you guys like 12. 18 15 14 and only one of those players came in so <clears throat> i feel like i could have done a lot better 
Um, but generally I'm happy with, with the 205. Sorry, uh, quick break. We have with us in chat right now, Dan McDowell, who just said he got week rank number one overall. So, hey, Ooh. fantastic. Well done, Dan. Well done. 226 points right there. Uh, the bar the bar to uh, to beat, which I guess nobody did. So if you came close, there you go. That, that was the bar, 226. Congrats, Dan. Big, big congrats. Uh, Blaine, how did you do compared to 226? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, he could steal my thunder. That's awesome. I love having <laughs> I had to, had to give the shout out. Worthy yeah. of it. No, no, no. I love having a number one pop in chat. That's great. That's always fun. He probably made some of uh, the moves that I should have made. I ended up with a 199, weak rank 289. I mean, not terrible. Uh, moved up in pretty much every category. Champions League status is not terrible. Um, it's manageable. Moved up in the overall. I'm in the top 150 finally. Uh, first time being there in a couple of years. So overall, not bad. Captain Mukhtar, like everybody who I think is in this top bracket, bench hit pretty well. Made a few mistakes. I decided to go with Glesnes over Carranza, and I put Kyoto in for Carranza as my backup forward, as my fourth forward or whatever. So lost a few points there. Um, could have done better. I missed that Palacios was not playing in that first game, and I just I avoided the Columbus defense for whatever reason, which really really hurt. Crepo lost me a few points to room, um, but yeah, just few minor missteps but overall i still moved up in the overall rankings have a decent spot in champions league so i think that 200 mark is kind of right around the slightly moving up or hanging hanging where you were and i can't complain too much it's just it could have been better and uh christian what about you well every single pick i had had a really good score if it were a single game week um, I made the, well, I mean, I, I did Brandon by and by is, you know, it didn't play the second game. I don't think anybody could have predicted that, but, um, I ended up panicking big time when lineups came out and I kind of want to just say this, like next season, we're going to have a lot of, um, stacked lineups dropping uh so like get used to this panic if you if you felt it like i did but anyway um i didn't like any of the midfielders uh so i basically picked santi rodriguez for for the dc uh game and and uh he just he also in your defense he was in that 10 spot in the first game which a lot of people really liked just to make you yeah but i've been watching him all year and i'm not really Mm -hmm. sold on him in the 10 spot either um i just took him for the for the matchup yeah i'm just being honest i mean like Mm -hmm. i didn't go that deep (laughs) (laughs) um take any 10 against dc in the in that matchup yeah yeah and and it sort of figured in but i didn't really care i mean it was like Okay, here's Santi Rodriguez. He's playing against DC. He's an attacking midfielder. I'm going to take him. Um, and he ended up getting a nine, which is just terrible for a double game week. And um, I also rolled the dice on Kyoto. Um, you know, he scored in the second game, which is okay. But again, he got ended up with a seven, which is terrible. Uh, he was on my bench. Um, 
I did not captain Hani Mukhtar, mm. which is why I am not a happy camper uh, with this week. What did I, you I, do? I ended up uh, I ended up with a 192. Wow. Um, Without whoa. a Mukhtar cap? Yeah, with Holy a heel cap. Holy shit. Had I capped Sorry. Mukhtar, you'd be probably talking to the weak rank one guy. Wow. Don't take that from Dan. Yeah. Don't listen to okay, him. Okay, okay. Dan, you earned that. <laughs> That's right, Dan. Dan, well, clearly Dan is smarter than me. So, <laughs> I mean, that's that's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, the reason that I kept heel was 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 simple, um, stupidity, oh, uh, sure. and, mm -hmm. and sheeping. I know um, that well, yeah. Uh, but no, he had a decent. I mean, there are reasons why we kept heel. I mean, a lot of us actually did. Um. Because Bo was starting in the first game, is that what? Well, you're... that helped, but you tink was... did you tinker to the captain, or was that your? I had it originally on okay. Mukhtar, yes, mm, yeah, uh, and mm. I and I, but in my defense, early last week when we were doing lineups, you know, like tinkering, I said, you know, like on Tuesday, I said, I probably will will go to heel if these conditions are in place mm -hmm. and. They were in place, so I went with heels. Yeah. So I stuck to my guns, which is what we tell people to do. Yep. Um, it's just unfortunate that it totally killed my fantasy prospects this mm. year. Yeah, saw some great Yay. scores with other people without without Mukhtar. I did have Mukhtar, and that significantly helped, but I only got 178, and that was because I had several players who ended up only playing one game in that, in that hit. But I had a fantastic bench with Arango and Gazda coming off the bench to, to replace some defenders, so... Um, that was mostly it. I had had several guys who only gave me one game's performance, and with the way this double game week was, not much to do about that. Just had to had to take it on the chin and, and go with it. But uh, but that's how I know I got one seventy eight and fell in the ranks. And so with with the kinds of scores up there, you you needed to be doing that midweek watching. And Christian's exactly right. We haven't hit it much on the show, but next year, if you've been living under the under a rock, Apple now has the rights to. MLS broadcasting for everybody. And so we're going to see a consistent schedule of Wednesday and weekend games. Is, is it Wednesday and Saturday or is it Wednesday and then weekend? I actually forget. Rarely Wednesday. Everything is on Saturday. I'm I mean, like, yeah. they're trying to funnel everything onto a Saturday slate. They are. And for the mid-game weeks, it, yeah. Wednesday is the day. Like, there's not going to be this Tuesday. It's like, it's going to be a Wednesday in the weekend. That's that's what's going to happen when, when that does arise. So there will be a lot of schedule shifting and, and changing with that. So it's, it's good and bad. Like that's, that's the bad for fantasy of, Oh my gosh, it's craziness, but it's, it will be consistent. And so there is some, and selfishly, we don't have to worry about a Tuesday drop date for podcasts and things like that. So, so there too, and maybe bad depending upon your, your access to, to your streaming providers or what the, the full access will be. But if you're a season ticket holder, you get a free sub. So there's that to whatever a la carte ends up being more on that in the future. But yes, that is something we've not touched on on uh, a lot on the show, but is a change that's going to be happening for next year. Let's talk about some of the take that we had from this round. I know they're getting fewer and fewer because we're getting closer to the end. Uh, Blaine sort of has the best wrap up that I'll let him speak in a second. But uh, Christian, what kind of takeaways do you have from this round? Um, <clears throat> uh, We've had ACV for Vela. We've had ACG for Heel. Uh, it's ACM now. Yeah. 
Mukhtar yeah. is your captain. Um, uh, Heel has proven that he's he's a mere, mere mortal. Um, I don't know what's going on there, but he has. I saw him in the second game, and man, he was walking. He looked very uninterested. I saw him literally pass the ball to an opponent unchallenged more than once, which is extremely not like him. Um, my other takeaway is uh, Minnesota United are too much of an unknown right now to pick for or against. Um, it's just, you know, I have reasons for it. I don't want to take up too much of the time here, but I'm just going to leave it there. And if you have questions, ping me on discord. Ashley. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely agree with Mukhtar. Uh, Ricky Puish looks very legit. I know he was on Tyler's article, and I have to say I talked about him too. Um, I didn't pick him up like Tyler did, but I talked about him uh, last week. He looks good in that Galaxy team. Um, he picked up some good points this week. He, I, I think, if not this season, definitely next season will be um, – you know, a good, a good midfielder, those Toronto Italians, man, they just keep scoring. Uh, it's really nice to see they're making it tough to pick um, between the two of them. I think uh, Bernadeschi being on PKs definitely makes it tricky um, when they're both putting balls in the back of the net. And then, you know, in case you missed it at the top of the show, knew who scored a goal, 149 appearances, sixth longest in MLS history without a goal. The man, the myth, the legend. It's the greatest moment of my weekend. <laughs> Blaine. Yeah, Reed kind of alluded to this earlier, but the big thing is we know who is doing what for these teams right now. We know who's good. We know who's not good. We know who's putting the fantasy points up and who's not. I feel like, and I'll just be honest with everybody, my last three weeks I have skyrocketed in the rankings. I've gone from top 300 to top 150. I qualified for Champions League. I'm, what, 63 in Champions League right now. I've done this by following the trends. We know who's good. At this point, like, I don't want to say our show is redundant because there is some great differential discussion here, but we know who the best players are. And if you're not paying attention or trying to go super differential, I think you're hurting yourself at this point because we know who's doing what. And on that, I had one takeaway from the weekend because it burned me in draft. It didn't hurt me. I qualified for Champions League in my draft leagues. I'm staying up in the top flight, but Pereira sucks for Orlando right now. Um, he, he's he been – I've got both him and uh, Facundo Torres. Torres has gotten me the bulk of the points the last, what, six, eight weeks that we've played. And Pereira – started the game Torres did not and Torres outscored and got a goal and an assist as a sub uh Pereira missed a penalty and just did absolutely nothing so Orlando's been bad but Facundo is the guy you want to go to there that's just personal take but I know we always look at Orlando every once in a while and Pereira is just awful it doesn't matter if he's a 10 or a winger or whatever he's just been terrible this year and Orlando's fighting for a playoff spot too, so they're they're right there in the running with uh, with a few different teams. Uh, so for me, I've got 
two takeaways. One, if if you haven't seen yet, uh, Houston just sacked their their coaching staff, so there's a little bit of change there for the end of the season. Maybe advantageous if you were already betting against Houston. Maybe maybe keep doing it, but just see what happens with Houston with these last few games. Uh, and then also, I had a a message on discord i forget who who sent it but someone said they wanted me to give a bit more info into fc cincinnati going into this this next week because of uh, lucho being out for the first game due to yellow card accumulation i'll go ahead and just do that now instead of doing during our players section um because there's been a few times when lucho has not been available this year and when that's happened cincinnati shifted to playing uh three in the back and they they moved to um what a three, four, one, two, something like that. Uh, instead of the sort of the five, the, the five, three, two that they kind of counting my players. Yeah. The five, three, two that they do when Lucio is there. And, and when they do that, then Barial goes up to that playmaker tennis type spot. And I think that's the big, the big question. People are wondering who's going to be the playmaker. Who's going to be taking the free kicks with, with Acosta there. There's also a question about rotations and I just don't know, about that because of all these double game weeks coming up and what Cincinnati's playing for. You're just going to have to look at those lineups because they, they could legitimately make the playoffs. It's easiest to knock off new England. It would be a joy to knock out Columbus. Uh, and like I said, there's, there's Orlando also in that mix, but, but there's a lot on the line for Cincinnati. So uh, that's definitely going to factor into who is playing during all this time. But when, uh when Lucho's gone, expect Barrial to play up in that more playmaking spot. When he does play high though, He's he's still kind of that box to box type of player, so I wouldn't expect a lot of runs cutting into the final third. There, he's more of that top of the box, and he tends to lean left. So you're going to see him more on that left side still, even when he's playing in that more central position. I'm um, trying to be the playmaker there. For set pieces, when Lucho's there, he's pretty much taking everything with a little bit of sharing. When he's not there, Barrial and Kubo tend to split at definitely corners. They're going to be splitting what happens there. Uh, Kubo, if you're, if you're facing the goal on the left side is where Kubo is going to be. And on the right side, Sir Barrial is going to be. So that's how they're going to split that. And I'd expect them both to be on the on free, any other free kicks as well. Um, but you, other players may step up, but that, that would tend to be who the first two I would go to as far as if you're looking for um, who's going to be on a set piece. But remember though, Lucha's out for one game he will be back to the next one. And so that could factor into who you're picking, but that's, that's kind of the deep dive right there. I'd expect the defense to remain the same. Everybody else is going to remain the same right there, but it's just going to be that shift for how, what a barrio is going to be doing. Going to chat real quick to see if there's any other takeaways that we want to share a joke here that uh, Chicharito should always be on penalties for, for LA. <laughs> Um, you know what? And you know, actually, I I feel I feel like it's kind of a tough to to say that uh, Ladero missed that PK. He didn't score. It's kind of like, like it was blocked. It, like it, it wasn't good. So he was eighteen for eighteen going yeah. into that PK. So I think that that's kind of what weighed a little heavier on on the criticism, if that makes sense. And I think um, so too. But that, when they're like, it wasn't he a good. It. it wasn't a good penalty. It but he didn't shoot pick. it over the goal or something. He didn't like. try to panaka the keeper and mess it up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. so. On this, on the night, his was the the least bad. <laughs> so so yeah, but I will say that. But uh, a couple comment about crew not scoring. Do you agree with that, Tristan? Christian, I 
<laughs> Come on. I mean, a lot of people liked Kucha. That was one of the big tinker moments. Yeah. Like for the first part of the double, right? Was no Zella at all. Do you keep Kucho? Right. I, I saw that conversation in Discord. Sure. I had it in my head. <laughs> um, and he didn't, and they didn't. Yeah. They go. It's yeah. Tough times. But 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 they're gonna be playing this week. <laughs> yes. Christian's more I mean, of the situationally crew can't score, depending on who's yeah. in the lineup. Well, no, I mean, like you're not gonna take. I yeah okay I would I wouldn't Zellerayon has has come back, you know, on the back end of a double game week and and made us all regret we dropped him sure. on more than one occasion. Yeah, so it's a fluke, you know. Like he's gonna, he's. I don't know. I don't know how how well they're gonna do um, against Montreal, but Montreal is 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 dubious in the back. You know, they're getting better, but I don't know, man. Like I could see those guys taking it to Montreal. We'll see more on that in our final segment of the show with with the player picks. We'll see. But we're going to take a a quick break right now and then come back and talk about our housekeeping for round 27. All right. And we're back to talk about housekeeping for round 26. I said 27 before the break, but it's episode 27, round 26. They they get off sometimes and it, I get multiple numbers in my head. But anyway, housekeeping. Let's see how people did before we start talking about the, the nitpicky of what you need to know for this round. Going over to our MLS Fantasy Insider Experts Invitational League. Donuts is continuing to lead that with his record of 19-2-4. Another win there. Going down to our pro rel leagues, uh, Patrick Smith is maintaining his lead with another win with a record now of 19, one and five. What about veterans? Yeah. Throwing in the cow still on top 18, and seven. It's a, it's a tight one game swing, but mm. uh, I feel like they might be able to, to pull it off. Blaine. Yeah. McBean all-stars has still got that five point lead. I just, I don't think this gap is closing. I see these teams playing, but McBean All-Stars is just playing so well right now. I think near the top, third highest overall fantasy points in on the season in this league. It's just, I don't think this one's closing down anytime soon. Yeah, probably mathematically he's got that one. Just like over at the ProRel waitlist, Wawa Weewa, 22-0-3. That's massive, massive right there. So yeah. uh, congratulations to everyone who is playing and winning in all of our leagues. Uh, once once everything's up, give me a few, a, a few, I don't know, a week or two to get everything sorted out with with prizes and stuff, but that, that will go out. So same thing with with all of our patron supporters. Give me give me a little time to get all the the prizes and shipping and things. So make sure your your addresses are up to date, and we'll get all of that out to everybody. But yeah, it's been super fun this year with the pro rail leagues. Now let's talk about round twenty six. What you need to know for this mini double game week that we have. All the fun starts on Wednesday, September seventh, uh, with New York City FC versus my FC Cincinnati. It's uh, going to be an interesting one. Uh, and those are the only two teams on a DGW. So New York City FC and FC Cincinnati both splitting home and away. So no little advantage there or disadvantage with the double home or the double away. And also nobody is on a bye week this week. So if you're looking for switcheroo targets, it's just the, the usual suspects over at the mega reference. 
in Discord, we have the list of players who will definitely not be playing. And if you want to maximize the time that you have to make your decisions for reacting, then of course you're going to want to target the people later in the round. But pretty standard, I know, for a lot of you who have been with us for the entire season or are old hats at the game. Those, those are your likely targets right there. I will also say, if you're looking for ideal Aru's, maybe your keeper Aru, you're going to see both New York City FC games with plenty of time before you have to worry about any of the other teams, um, which would just be FC Cincinnati. Uh, so if you're looking for that, you will see Cincinnati at 7.30 on Saturday. Uh, New York plays the first game at 1, so you get everybody else after that. Uh, with Cincinnati playing, you will have very limited options if you're looking for some sort of keep a Rue, but uh, you can definitely make a keep a Rue work this round with if you're or any kind of a Rue in, in the back going with um, double game week players using New York City, if that is what you would like to do. Uh, but of course, there are some key players who will be missing from this round. And Blaine usually gives us the, the talk through with all of this, but he has had to uh, jump away from the microphone for just a second. Uh, I got I've got the well, I've got an article. I've got a little return here from from uh, from Tyler. So uh, people returning notable returns. We have, um, let's see here, Mark Anthony K coming back to TFC. We've got uh, Christian Benteke for DC United. And um, that's the only one that's really, I think, notable to, to take any account for right there. Uh, red cards and suspensions. That's the one that you, you really need to pay attention to for this round. Uh, Steve Birnbaum for DC United is out on yellow card accumulation. Uh, Griffin Dorsey is out on yellow card accumulation for Houston. We've already talked about the uh, coach changes the the leadership changing over in houston that may also factor in uh ryan gould from vancouver is out on yellow card accumulation as well as uh fragapane over there with minnesota red card and yellow card accumulation two game suspension that's a big one christian don't get me started <laughs> don't we make, that's we that's won't. that's for the after show talk right there uh we, we also have yearwood over at new york red bulls who got a red card for punting a ball into the fans and expect that to be reviewed and potentially have more than mm -hmm. the standard suspension right there. Never good. Never good. I know we had that a few years ago with, with Red Bulls and uh, against Sporty Kansas City. So maybe that's why Blaine left because he just couldn't, he just didn't want to, didn't want to, well, he, he just, he knew what would happen. Didn't want to talk about it. Uh, then of course we have Lucho Acosta who is out on yellow card accumulation for that first game. Probably the biggest name to be aware of because of the double game week right there. Um, and then we have uh, Gta out for uh, for Austin with red card as well from last week. Uh, going on to injuries, we have Brian Gutierrez at Chicago. We have Reynoso out from Minnesota. Unknown severity. He missed midweek and 62 minutes on this last weekend, and he came off with ankle pain. So uh, anything to add to that one, Christian? Don't get me started. Don't get you started on that either. We won't. Anton Tinnerholm has uh, re-injured his leg going into this double game week. Uh, Mimo Rodriguez is is out for Houston. Maxi Rudy is out for Austin. And then Brandon Bai has a minor leg injury for New England. Um, also, some side info that Ranch has provided for us. Orlando City has an Open Cup final midweek this round. So they may have some rotations for that weekend game. So keep an eye on that. Uh, and I think that is everything. And I see uh, nothing else from, uh, from chat. They did mention, yes, it was Kaku who had a... Uh, another ball to fans incident mm -hmm. for the Red Bulls previously, which you don't need to get into, Blaine. We know that's why you removed your. <laughs> was it from the ball to fan or fan to ball? 
It's hard to say. It's still in a review. Clearly ball to fan. I think foot player to foot to ball to fan, I think is how that uh, that mathematical proof would go. If you want to stay up to date on what happens with these injuries and suspensions, head over to our Discord channel. You can check out our our, uh, just this pin is usually updated the fantasy stats information, the fantasy tips, and it's the mega reference. It has lots of cool stuff with injuries, call-ups, players, uh, and as we mentioned before, information about who is definitely not in the game to be ideal switcheroo and keeperoo targets. So head over to the Discord channel. You can get to that easily at mlsfantasyboss.com slash Discord. It's fun, it's free, it's easy, and you can hang out with people like Blaine and Christian and Ashley and me and others who who are there all the time, and it's, it's a great... Maybe Dan, I don't know. Dan was round week one, round rank one this week. I don't know if he hangs out there. Dan, do you hang out there? But if he does, you can chat with Dan and other past champions like Todd, who was with us last week. So it's a great time. Check it out. Uh, the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord. But now we're going to be pausing for a moment as we get ready to talk about our player recommendations for round 26. All right, and we're back. Let's talk about our player targets for round 26 of this mini double game week, starting off as always with keepers and defenders. Ashley, who do you like? Yeah, um, for me, the the kind of gut go-to was Sean Johnson to Sloan Nina. Um, I, I have to say I'm not particularly thrilled uh, with the NYCFC back line lately. Um this is more of a I get to see both games before the single game week start type of a choice. Um, but I will, like I said, preface it by saying that I, I'm not really happy with NYCFC backline. Um, so I might go away, but it's a double game week. It's you know it's worth two two shots. Um, and then I'm going Kai Wagner, Miaska from FC Cincinnati, Shehos from Chicago. Uh, and then probably Walker Zimmerman on my bench for Nashville. Yeah. Blaine. Uh, I'm on the same one. Uh, it, it's Johnson Johnson to Slanina for me. It's just, it's a really good one. I was torn between Johnson and FC Cincinnati, whoever their keeper is at this point. I don't even know his name because I've never taken him this year. Uh, I just, I feel like you're better used, better served using your Cincinnati picks elsewhere. Otherwise, I'd probably I might lean a little bit towards Cincinnati, but you can see both of Johnson's games before you have to change, regardless of who you pick. He plays the first game on the weekend. You're gonna see that second score. So it's it's Johnson to whoever you want. I like that uh, Chicago. I'm not with Ashley. I don't see doubling up on Chicago here. Chihos has been good. I just can't double up, but I'm going Wagner because for obvious reasons. And then I'm taking Miaska and a New York city defender. I just, it's a double game week. You take double game week defenders. You get two times minutes plus bonus points. Not, but they're not a lot of bonus points. There's a ton of injury and they haven't had a shutout in I, six games. I think I know. Um, what, why what why would you take two a broken thing twice? Yeah, it was Callens parks and one other guy are expect two of the three are expected to return. Martins. Martins. So, I mean, that's two defenders in parks who helps cover the defense. I it's think there are two starting center backs that will mm-hmm. be back. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that, that potentially Maybe. will be back. And will and, they play both? And your defensive midfielder who covers for them. I mean, you're getting a lot of reinforcements right there on the defensive side. I, 
if I see Callens start, I'm putting Callens in just because I that first game is good enough for me. But I think you just you take the double points, you take the safety out on that one and roll with it because that's what you do on double game weeks. You take defenders who are going to get you minutes plus, and that's usually enough to offset most of the single game week options. So that's where I'm at. I'm taking Miazga, somebody from New York City. If Tinnerholm's not on the bench, it's Gray. Gray is an easy pick there because Tinnerholm won't be back for the weekend if he's not on the bench for the first game. And they've shown that even when Tinnerholm was healthy, they were going to run with Gray if he was on the bench because they wanted to make sure he was 100%. And so I think you've got enough safe options in New York City to take one of their defenders. And it's, yeah, it's two double game week plus Wagner. And then some scrubs. Yeah. And And always scrub. Always scrub two defenders. That's my my thing. I know people don't, but I always scrub two defenders and I'm doing it again. There we go. Christian. Ditto. Ditto to Blaine or ditto to Ashley? Both. Actually, um, all right, I'll just (laughs) I'll just be cool. Um Johnson to Slonina was uh actually it was Johnson to McMath was my first, but uh I like Slonina better. Um you could also choose Yarborough on the back end if you want. Uh, they're probably going to be okay. Um, I've got Collins on the bench. It's whoever it is, Collins or Martins, one of the two uh, should should play both. And uh, in fact, if they they're both center backs, so like, and plus they're making a playoff push, so I don't see why Cushing, even though he is a PE teacher would um would not start his two starting center backs i mean it'd be madness anyway um so it's either one of those two uh i've got miazga i've got wagner i've got shihas i've got brody as a fallback i was thinking about putting um zimmerman on my bench and then um i thought about la's ricky pooj and thought thought better of it, but he's also kind of a I means on the fence for me. That's it. All right, uh, going to chat. Not many other names added. Everyone's covered uh, most of this here. A couple of different uh, Petrovic as a potential option for keeper was thrown out there. Uh, I've seen Lennon as well as an option. I think you nail it, Blaine. Though talking about if you're going to go with New York City, uh, there's we'll get to the reason why you might be going up with the with the defender as one of your three in our next position but uh, looking at who's going to start that game because if it's Callens, yeah i think a lot of people are going to want that especially as christian says with that playoff push that they're working to mm-hmm. to, to hang on to for new york city they're they're basically in though that's it's like 99 chance that they're going to make this right there so um just check it out and see but i think you're right checking to see who is there in that first game and, and that's the one to roll with during a double game week let's move on now to our midfielders uh, starting with blaine yeah, this week was a little interesting for me. Um, I think there's a few obvious picks, like uh, Mukhtar's a lock in at home. Uh, Gazdag, the way they've been playing and the way Orlando's been giving up goals. And then I think Santi Rodriguez is your big one for your double game week that you're going to lock in. Maxi mm-hmm. tends to rotate a little bit, and they've got some defensive midfielders that put up some decent averages. But Santi's just got the 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 ceiling you really want and a halfway decent floor especially if you see him start at the 10 in one of these in that first game uh and then 
I'm kind of leaning back towards heel just because I don't like what Red Bull has done. And now that Bo is starting, I think he'll just, he's going to get back to his old self with the bonus points. He may not get the goals and the assists, but I think the bonus points are enough to lock him in this week. And then I'm torn on my fourth spot. It's definitely a bench spot. And this is why I know chat just mentioned it. No, no Cincy keeper this week. I think you're better served using your Cincy picks elsewhere since you can only have three. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see this being Barrial, as you said earlier, Reed. He when Lucho's out, he's playing well. He gets up there and gets those bonus points. I definitely think this this spot could be him. Um, right now, I've got uh, Lewis Morgan on my team for Red Bulls. I have not been impressed with the uh, New England defense, and Red Bull has been putting it together more lately. Not great. I just I really think this fifth midfielder spot is wide open on however you want to view it whatever you're looking at. I think there's a ton of potential options here and I'm struggling to figure out who that fifth one is going to be. But my main four, I think are pretty much locked in for me. It's just, where do you go with that last one? And I'm worried about doubling up, picking up a double game week. You almost always want double game week midfielders when you can get them. And Barrial is one of those guys that I just, I'm not sure I can overlook him, even though he's not in my first draft. So it makes it really tough. It's kind of between him and Morgan for me at the moment. Christian, what about you? Right now I have Santi Rodriguez and, believe it or not, Zellerayan on my bench. Zellerayan is more of a bonus point type of pick. With uh, It helps the timing. Um, I'm not – other options on the bench would have been Almada. Schaffelberg I was looking at for a while. Um Morgan, I, I'm not sold on any of those guys, not even Zella, but it could be one of those. It could be someone else. But on the field, I've got uh, – I'm taking Lucho because that second game, I'm taking Lucho because he's worth it for that second game against San Jose. I, like, I would pick him if it was a single game week, so why wouldn't I do that? Um I've got Mukhtar and Gazdag as well. There was a huge debate on uh, Discord about the value of Gazdag. Uh, so it's it's worth a read if you're a Discord uh, a member of the Discord. Um, scroll back a little bit and uh, and uh, and read that from yesterday. It was a pretty good combo. Um, uh, that's pretty much it. I, the you know I've heard Santiago Moreno kicked around, uh, but I got to stick with my don't bet on or against Minnesota right now uh, thing. That's why I don't have them. So, Ashley. Yeah. Um, for me, the first people I picked up were Mukhtar, Gazdag, and Santi. Um, even though Santi burned me this this past week. Um, in that double game week, um, I am going to put all of my NYC FC players on my bench since those scores will come in. Um, so that way I'm not incredibly stressed out about picking him up uh, or anybody that, that might not uh, be up to snuff in both games. Uh, and then I'm kind of piecing together the other, the other spots. I agree with Christian that um, I think Lucho might be worth picking up for that second game in general, San Jose can create a lot of chaos. Um, I think that Lucho, I mean, he got 14 on a single last week, right? Or last mm-hmm. round. 
Um, <laughs> I would consider that a decent double game week score. Uh, yeah, it's so pretty decent. <laughs> to see that replicated, you know, on a single this week um, at home, I think I think is is po- definitely possible. Um, and then I'm leaning towards Almeida um, from Atlanta. I'm I'm going back and forth between Lucho, Heal, Almeida um, for my fifth fifth mm-hmm. midfielder spot. Um, this was a weird week for midfielders for me. I kind of struggled. I feel like for the last couple weeks, it's been how do we pick among seven midfielders we really want? And for me this week, it was like, okay, I really want three. And now I'm kind of piecing together those last two spots, if that makes sense. So it's kind of a, a role reversal for me of, um, I wish I could have seven. And now I'm like, can I, can I just have three or four this week? Cause I can't fill it. I don't have enough faith in the others to fill in that spot. Um, I know I've I've seen slash heard maybe this is just the other voice in my house of Nico Ladero being thrown in um, because of that home game this week, but that's not something I'm particularly jazzed about. Um, I think Austin's going to be tough. Uh, Seattle might really need it, but uh, and the formation shift I think has helped Lucha or Lucha Nico with point production. But um, maybe if I get too homery, I might throw him in into that last spot. Uh, right now, it's just going back and forth between, like I said, Heal, Almada, and Lucho. Yeah, some other shout-outs that we have. Uh, Drusi from from chat. Uh, I think that is Seattle's not been as as solid. So that that's and he's pushing. He's one behind. I mean, this an alternate brought to you by this week was uh, was how to steal the golden boot over one weekend and so that's that's what Mukhtar did comes in drops five goals and he's now on top so Drew's is going to push for that opportunities for them in Seattle Uh, also see Osorio here in chat I don't know about Toronto against Atlanta I know we bet against Atlanta a few times and I don't think it's come off as good as people had hoped it would be or as profitable fantasy wise as people had hoped it would be so and Atlanta is at home so but one to consider a lot of the names have been thrown out there uh, I will mention what's been what's been said in chat mostly, and that is Lutro or Barial. And I think Christian hit the nail on the head is if you are considering going Lutro over everybody else, it's because his value as a single game week player, you're stacking against that against Barial as the likely creator for that first game because Cincinnati is at home against San Jose in that second game, which should be a very winnable game. It's the easiest of those two games for sure. Lucho comes back and he's going to be right back to where he is with all the, all the set plays and and leading and leading the line right there. Barial will still play. So if you want someone who will play two games, unless he gets injured or some weird rotation that's not happened previously comes in, Barial will still play. So you will get the time out of him. He will fall back to that left midfield position. He will be more of trying to provide service and creation, which he has a decent record of providing some assists here and there, a few bonus points and not stacking with what Acosta is capable of, but you can get that too. Uh, So it's really just going to come down to what your strategy is. Uh, I'm, I'm waffling myself, honestly, because I do like that San Jose matchup. I think it is definitely worth having him, but if you want to maximize the two games, you will get that out of Barial for sure. Uh, but that's that's a tough call. That check check yeah. back in on Tuesday and we'll see. But that's what it comes down to. And it's and it's definitely a call. I, I have Acosta in my team right now, but earlier today I had Barial as well. And so that's that's a decision I'm still toying with myself. Yeah, Reed, I want to expand on that. It's like we we talked about it. How is New York City's defense going to look in that first game? 
if Callens is back, if Martins is back, yeah. Johnson's back there. Like, okay, do you want Barial for the second game, knowing Lucho is going to be helming the home game versus San Jose? That's where you have to think the bulk of the points are going to come from. Is yep. Barial going on the road against New York City with a full-strength defense or an almost full-strength defense? And this is a back-to-back not, double game week for for New York. They they went to last week. And they're not week. full strength. Blaine, Almost, they're not. No, no, they are not full strength. Just because you say that they might get their two starting center backs back, they're not full strength. That is a gross overstatement of what well, NYCFC is going to put out this week. I mean, you got to go full strength for this year, though. And this is a defense we've liked. Okay, if they get Callens and Martins back, Gray if. is. Yeah, if if okay, yeah, it's an if. But if they get that, Gray has started over Tinnerholm almost all season. Because, well, yeah, because you know, he was hurt. <laughs> that's your that's your starting back four together again in front of Johnson. That's solid. Okay, let's say Callens isn't quite ready to go and Martins comes back. Or Martins isn't quite ready, but Callens comes back. You're putting Parks back in front of him. If the tweet we saw today is accurate, they're getting two of these three guys back. Martins, Callens, and Parks. Okay, you're getting three, two of your three starting mid defensive triangle together again. And Cheneau has played well in the absence of the other guys. Like Parks, okay, Parks, missing Parks hurts, but Acevedo has looked really good. You're getting, you're getting a, two of those three guys come back. You're getting a mostly full strength. But it's their first game back and they've had one shutout in seven games. My only point is to say full strength is yeah. inaccurate. No, no, no. That's full strength for them, though. That's that's the team we've seen most of the season. They would given the, the team injury, we've seen most of the season had six shutouts in seven games, not one in seven. I don't know, man. I I would take, I would you know I wouldn't bet against an eighty percent strength New York City back line. But, but see, you but Ashley, you're getting into the nitty gritty of it. It's do you're getting you into like, the stats of it. <laughs> but do you like Barial in? that game plus whatever he does with Lucho back against San Jose. So if what Reed is explaining and what, what he was kind of discussing earlier with how Barrial moves positionally with Lucho out, I think he's in a good position to make some point create. You've still got that you've still got Brandon sure. Vasquez to play the ball to. You've still got Brenner up there. You're still creating with this offense. He's still going to be on set pieces. And yeah, I he's agree. on set pieces and corners. So what I'm saying is I don't in any way, even if I see Callens and Gray in that lineup, I'm not looking at that defense and saying, well, scrapping my my FC Cincinnati people now because that yeah. is a no, locked-in defense. Yeah, my question is, though, and, and it's really this, it's is Barrial versus – the best New York City can offer right now. And I, I think know he that... is the best midfielder to take, po- possibly, from FC Cincinnati if you want an FC Cincinnati midfielder because he's going to play twice and yeah. he's going to play the Lucho yeah. role in New York, Yeah, according if to Reed. Want... So I guess I'm trusting Reed a lot. Yeah. I looked at, I, yeah. like everybody else, <laughs> I looked at this very, very closely and I was hemming and hawing for about an hour over this because – I didn't want to get this one wrong. I felt like Barrial in the past has, has done very well at the number 10 position. Uh, almost as good at times as Lucho. Okay. Like the fantasy returns. 
Uh-huh. Um, but that second matchup, Cincinnati versus San Jose, is gold. And also, that first matchup, New York City's players could be back, could be healthier, not 100%, granted, but it just made sense to me to avoid the first one, the unknown variables of the first one. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, you know, like it's okay to take five double game week players, in my opinion, um, if you don't like the matchups that they have. And Barrial is not as good as Lucho. But if he's playing in that role in a team that has been steadily and I would say yeah. consistently. Yeah, you have a point. Yeah, you totally then I, do. Then I, I say, sure. No, no, I know. I'm just saying that's that's my rationale behind yeah. it. Now, and I didn't I, name I, him I, in my team. I think but... this is where I, I love having this, this, <laughs> this conversation in front of everybody because I agree. Like, I think Lucho versus San Jose is a goal and an assist type of game for him. This is prototypical eight points plus minutes plus a couple of bonus points. Like this is a 10 to 12 for Lucho versus at least. Yeah. Like that's what, that's what I would expect from him in the San Jose game. So we're looking at a 10 to a 12. Okay. Barial versus San Jose in that second game, given that we get a four or a five or five, maybe six. Okay. He gets an assist and he bumps up to an eight. What's he going to get versus New York city? Is he going to get me a four or a five versus New York City? Maybe. Is he, but that's his good against New York City with a good defense, with their defense getting healthy. I don't care if it's their first game back. This is a defense that has shown up time and time again when they're together, when you've got your first string guys. And I don't care about Tinner Home. Tinner Home and Gray are interchangeable at this point. Whoever mm-hmm. starts does well. It's not that. It's you give me two center backs or you give me your CDM right in front of him, which is Parks. I like this defense a lot. If more. it's Parks. I mean, Parks is like the third the third most likely to make it back. Yeah. yeah I think I he's mean, the he's... weakest one on the list. But if Parks yeah. is back, like, you're you're telling me you're giving me those guys back. Okay. Barrial takes It'll a- be Maxi and Acevedo or whatever. But you also have to remember that there's been just a consistent decline, including injuries since their coach left and their best player left. And their best player has nothing to do with the defense. But I the know. general play has Yeah, just... they're playing like crap. Yeah. Let's just be yeah. honest. Yeah. They are. It's, it's all that, but it's just how much does Barrial get? And, like, I agree. I'm not sold on New York City being a great defense right now, but this could be Brenner DeVasquez for your goal and an assist in a 1-0 game and since he upsets him on the road. Like, mm-hmm. but it could be Brenner to Vasquez and Barrial is not really involved at all. This could I think be- we're playing kind of a guessing game with a player that yeah. none of us have picked up this this year. Yeah. So it's, it's like well, gonna, I, I love so this. This is why I piped up because I had Barrial in draft and was very I mean, like Barrial is worth worth it. Okay. He's worth a pick this week. In my opinion, he's worth it. I am just weighing the likelihood and and hoping I'm right about this. I put Barrio's ceiling at about 12, 13 points this week. Yeah, I mean, his estimate are only I put Lucho's ceiling at 15, at least. Yeah. So surprisingly, if you look at projected scores, and I know Lucho's not playing, the projected score for both Barrio and Lucho are higher versus NYCFC than at home. San Jose. 
Yeah, that's if you that, care yeah. about I don't, the projector. I don't, I don't trust that. Like I would say I'm just saying. There's a there's, it's Barry, like that for a reason. Barry so two, two, two comments. Before. I think we've covered a lot of it. I think I think that I think everyone's got the the main chunk of what this conversation comes down to two comments that that scott makes in chat i think would be good to wrap everything up is is he gets all the points that blaine's saying and that he doesn't disagree but there are a lot of ifs that keep adding up when we're talking about barrial and so for scott that makes him want to look somewhat maybe like uh jerusi or ladero and i think you have to add acosta to that because you're looking at a single game week versus that mm-hmm. that double game week and i think th- there are ifs there are looking at is it going to get an assist both games if he gets this what that is same thing with with lucho he he could get a goal and two assists in the san jose game as well so it could add up but yeah. i think that's what it comes down to is and situational and- with with barry alpha what he can get in both games he will play both games and based on history will likely be in that role like to ashley's point yeah. so that's what that's going to be otherwise watch those lineups see who new york runs out see who new york runs out on the right side because that's where barrio is going to want to drift to naturally during that game playing that position and so that could be where the exploitation could come so take a look at those lineups you have that advantage one other name that scott also mentions that i want to touch on before we move on is uh, mihailovich over with montreal versus columbus that's we've talked about some of the struggles columbus have had jordy came back this last week didn't play play the full 90 but he's working back in got a goal so there's a name that we've looked at often to the end montreal's been doing very well and they're pretty much secured their pot spot in the playoff as well so there's another uh good option for you to look at if you're looking for some variety for your for your single game players reed i want to add really quick scott this is why i have morgan in my current draft while i'm doing this show over a new uh Cincy midfielder is I just Barreal doesn't have the same punch that Acosta has for a single game week. And I think you're looking at a single game week here. And so I think you make a good point that we're we're debating a double game week versus a single game week guy and a double game week guy who's situational and the best matchup is gonna see his primary playmaker come back. So we'll see. But that's a great discussion. Please do share this with everyone this week so we make sure we get some some ears onto this one. Uh, we're going to have to move on now to forwards for this round. And let's start with you, Christian. I have, uh, where is it? Oh, yeah. I have Brandon Vasquez. Same as me. Yeah, same as both of you. Yeah, Brandon Vasquez, uh, Julian Carranza, and Lorenzo Insigne. That's who I have. Um, I don't. I'm not sold on Insigne. Believe it or not, I only have him in there because of like form and you know he's good. <laughs> um, but I, you know, don't. I, I, I'm probably going to swap him out for somebody like I don't know, maybe Kyoto or you know, um, who else did I have there? Not Eber. Hey, Come Zeus. on, Blaine. Jesus. Hey, uh, yes, I had I had Ferreira in there. Um, I had Ferreira in there, thinking that he was going to absolutely shock Diego people. Rubio? Diego Rubio, Rubio is good too. Vancouver, Rubio, yeah. yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't like Diego Diego Rubio at all. As a Colorado player. has burned me at every turn this year, but yeah. that matchup is favorable. You know, sure, it's Rubio's going to have one percent ownership among the top players. And he's going to go off for a brace and an assist or something in this game. Like, yeah, I've seen a lot of double ups with Vasquez and Brenner, and I think you could maximize your Cincy points better than that. Reed, how do you feel about that? About doubling up with Cincinnati forwards? 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I would just go with one. I, I think I think you have a good Which shot. One? I I would <laughs> I would go with Vasquez. <laughs> That's that's yeah. who it who it, I mean it's it's tough. That's brings back some of those situations of Houston of, of old and of some of the points getting getting shared. They're both very capable of of getting the points, and mm-hmm. I could see them both coming away with goals this round. There, it, which is a great problem to have, uh, and it's just more for the defense to keep to keep a handle of. Uh, but for me, I tend to go. I tend to lean toward more towards Vasquez um, when I'm when I'm looking between the two. I just like his movement. I, I like what he's playing for. I, I like I like the history that he has with uh, with being a go-to for the team. And I, I look Ooh. at Brenner as sort of like the backup. He's the number two when you can't pick out Vasquez, which is how they tend to play. So that's that's why I lean more towards towards Vasquez when I'm looking at, at those two. I think Brenner also earns some bonus points. And Vasquez is more goal-dependent. True. No, very fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah very yeah. fair. Kind of has some of that Wando S to him of like poaching on some things and trying yeah. to get there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna cut in front of Ashley here really quick on the Brenner okay. because <laughs> oh, I, I, so I've currently cool. got I've currently got Brenner on my bench for the draft for this show. I think in the we we had that big long conversation about Barrial and Acosta in the double game week versus single game week and how to handle that. I think Brenner benefits from Acosta being out almost more than Barrial does. I think sure. that first game is where you kind of go. Okay, maybe Brenner's a great third forward option for a bench play because if Barrial doesn't get the points for New York City, it's probably Brenner who's going to pick up those bonus points and be the facilitator and help out Vasquez. I think that first game is where Brenner really shines as a potential differential pick this week and a third forward option. And it's he's going to fill that playmaker role in that first game. Maybe he benefits and Vasquez does a little bit more playmaking and Brenner scores the goal, but whatever. I think that first game is where Brenner could really excel as your differential FC Cincinnati third pick. If you assume Miazga and Vasquez are your one and two for your Cincy picks, Brenner being your third pick gives you that potential in that first game for bonus points being involved where Acosta's not. And then that third, that second game is just gravy on top. So I mean, I, maybe, maybe he, he got a couple of assists in mid season when, I, when Lucho was gone and he gets uh, his key passes aren't great. He doesn't, he only had like three assists total, a couple of them when Acosta was gone in, yeah. in the mid season. So, I mean, I don't know, even without Acosta, if he's normally looked to as the playmaker guy or more of option two for finishing in the third that, but that's just, that's just how I take it. Ashley, though, it's your turn. You got cut. I did get cut, and I have nothing else to add because my picks are the same <laughs> as Christian and Blaine's. I uh, I like uh, Insignia this week. I, I do see the travel, and I do see Atlanta's defense coming back. He is the one I'm least locked into. Um, I have Vasquez. I'll start Vasquez and Carranza. I, honestly, I, I kind of went back and forth between him and Uri. Um, I know... Carranza's name has been said on our show a lot by certain people in particular. Um, and he's in not particular. In, in particular. Um, and he's not a bad pick at all, but Uri has been quietly doing some similar things. Um, so I kind of considered going back and forth between two of them. And then just talking it out, I am on, now honestly considering Diego Rubio based on Gold being out based on Vancouver, I mean he's probably are. the smart pick. I, I but I look when I you know when I made my team I hadn't <laughs> hadn't really considered him. Like I said, this is non-statistical. 
every time I've picked up Colorado in some form this year, they've burned me. I that. regret it. A yeah, red card. Yeah, it's just, it's never, I didn't ever pick up Diego Rubio when he was hitting. Um, so everything in me is telling me not to do it, but knowing Gall is on yellow card suspension, um, Cavallini is obviously out hopefully forever. Um, I, I don't know. I, I look, I might want to oh, see that hopefully lineup. forever. What after that oh. head stomp on it? I mean, well, oh, I, I, did, I didn't get, even see it. I didn't. I see will it. send oh, it to you later. Was, Please do. Yeah, we talked about it. We brutal. talked about it last week. It like, was like pure violence. Um, oh, okay. suspended I'll, I'll send it to you season, later. And then they should drop his contract at the yeah. end of the offseason and like, not bring him back. We already, we already did this rant. We did it last week, and I agree with us fully. But anyways him as well i think that colorado you know they've still kind of got something to play for i i don't know i like rubio but my my gut picks uh out of the gate were Digne, uh obviously vasquez and then carranza then blaine you jumped ahead and shared yours already yeah well i had to why about a bear being viable what's i still want to hear you talk about again this guy so i had I did not have Insigne, and I'm the difference. Like, it's Carranza Vasquez, and who's your third forward? Yeah. And I wanted to throw out Brenner as a potential third. I've got Arango and Jesus Ferreira on my list as potential thirds, but I want to know. In the same given, game? Yeah. They I want to know, other. given what's go, what we've seen, is Eber viable for New York City? No. He, he didn't yeah, exactly. start for no. so long, <laughs> but every time he started, he scored. You said that. And that's not has not statistically been true. I I feel like you want it more than he wants it. It's not. It hasn't <laughs> happened. No, and it's not happening. Stop starting him. Like uh, I can't. I, can't I know, but like he he started what five of six games and scored in five games. Like oh, he, he starts, he's been good. He got a start in the midweek this last week, and he scored. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he started on the weekend. I was busy. I just I didn't watch that game. He did. He got a two. Yeah. Okay. He played ninety minutes and got a two. Okay. But we you got to understand forwards in this league too. That's what two starts out of seven or eight this season, and he hasn't scored. That's nope, you're like, not looking but, at it. <laughs> but that's, I'm that's look- still a good return for the last time he started. He also didn't score. It's been a minute since he's scored. No, from he a started. Start. In there the was a stretch. Forward. Yes, but but then the time he started before that, he didn't score. And the time he started before that, he didn't score. He scored as a sub, and then he scored in a start in week 18, round 18. Yeah, and this is what drives me nuts with New York City. Uh, They sold Tati. I get it. It's just, Hebert was the guy before Tati came in. Hebert got hurt. Tati showed up. Tati went crazy. They sold him for a nice profit. I get it. Turn it around, and we've got they they start Abear Abear scoring when they start him. They stop starting him. They stop scoring. Like I just, if he starts in that midweek, I have to ask, is he viable or not? And it's it's one of those he scored on more of his starts than he hasn't, and so I I'm curious because when you get a double game week forward, if you think he's going to start both. That's not bad considering we're like, oh, Insigne, everybody's going Insigne. I get that as your third option. Because he starts and scores. Yeah, DP money. Goals. <laughs> Lots of goals. He starts and scores and he's and going to assists. Atlanta. Who's and been he's leaky. on sets. And yeah, they can't you know... pick a keeper. Yeah. Okay. 
I I totally actually Insidious not on sets, but whatever. And then I totally get it. It's just, it's, <laughs> I thought that when you said that's it. my question is the other guy. <laughs> you get a double game week four. Yeah. And he starts both games, and he's been scoring in more of his starts than this he's is not. An, this is another if conversation. Though. I know, and mm-hmm. I know it is. And then it, the but, stats don't back your if is is the thing. But the I stats, want you. You know what? You and I have both talked a lot about Champions League in in our own text. I want you to pick a favor this week and tell me how it goes. Yeah, yeah. While it, you're it, in it, Champions League, and see how it, it goes. It's one of those things. He's scored in more <laughs> of his starts than he's missed. Like that's just. I think you're right. I'll give you that one. Yes, that, for the season. And yes. they went away. New York City went away from him as their starter after they sold Tati. He was their backup starter when Tati missed games, and he scored. They went away from him after they sold Tati, and uh-huh. the team struggled to find goals. Because the team I, is struggling. The team struggles. There's no coach. What did Christian call him? A PE teacher? Yeah. Yeah. There's no. I, there's no I, yeah. I, I get it. I totally get Even it. Even Santee is a stretch right now. They're all a stretch. I, yeah. I don't like. <laughs> and I, I think totally, I think we get it. I think I think we get the gist of it. We don't need, we don't need okay. to keep going. And then, Reed, I've got one more point. That's okay. Not- <laughs> okay. One more. We're all talking. We're all talking Rubio. We're all talking this. Um, it's Rubio versus Vancouver. Um. I'm I'm tempted to do it just because Zardes versus Vancouver, no goals. Yes. Lock it in. Like just do lock it. it in now. Rubio's been good. Vasquez, Zardes, hey bear. There, I, I don't you. know if I can do both a bear and Zardes. I just don't know if I can double do double dog dare you, man. <laughs> no faith, no faith. All right. But I love Carranza and Vasquez too much. That's too hard to get away from. Yeah, Carranza is kind Third of Blaine's one. new Zardes. Hua's not feel yeah, that third Hua's one good. is feeling more and more like Zardes all the time. Zardes didn't score this many hat tricks. Yeah. But, all right, but we get it. We get it. Your, your new love, your new love, right there. I have nothing else to add, so let's move on to you Captain don't. Picks, and we'll see if it is as hot as our last two sections. Blaine. Oh boy. Um, Zardes. I mean, no. Yeah. No, it's it's between Santi and Vasquez for me. You take a double game week player. Um, I know Santi's had a, a somewhat <laughs> limited floor or a limited ceiling on some of these, but if he starts as a ten in that first game, I think you go Santi for this week just because you take your midfielder. If you're not taking a midfielder, if you're not taking a double game week midfielder, Vasquez is probably your backup on that. And just you never captain a defender. I will say that here. I see some of the other comments coming later. You never captain a defender. I don't care. You never captain a defender. No, I'm never captain a defender and I never will. It's just, that's just you, Philistine. Um, <laughs> I can't do it. I captained Gressel once as a defender and oh, yeah. it burned me so bad. I'm never captaining a defender again. Not Only once. Ashley, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I had it on Mukhtar most of today just because it seemed so easy and not that difficult. Um, I, I as Reed and I have talked about a lot, I struggle to captain strikers. Um, Brandon Vasquez is a striker. I'm hesitant to captain. Um, so there's a solid chance that even with the I, I will not captain Santi, not with the matchups, not with his recent run. Um, and I also won't captain a defender not as adamantly as Blaine because there's been so many weeks where I've looked like, God, if I'd captained Kai Wagner, that would have been better than so-and-so. Oh, if I'd captained uh, Walker Zimmerman, that would have been better than blah, blah, blah. So I'm not against it. I just don't ever have the guts to do it. Um, So I think this might be a a decent week for it. 
but for me, it's going to fall either on, on Mukhtar, which I know is single game week, and Blasphemy or Vasquez, which hurts me to do. Christian? Well, you're all whatever. Anyway, I'm going to captain Matt Miazga. Yeah, you are. Who happens to be a defender. Yeah, he is. Uh, I also have Vasquez as a backup. I might chicken out and Captain Vasquez, but I don't like any of the. Uh, no. And and mathematically, you gotta want a double game week player. So uh, even though I just said ACM at the top of the show, I'm gonna cap Vas or uh, sorry uh, Miazga. That's that's still an M. Yeah. Yeah. That, I well, acronym still works. Yeah, yeah, it still works right there. Uh, yeah. Jeez. Uh, I, I also have Miazga as my captain. Uh, as Ashley said, I struggle with forwards as captains, much less so with a defender. Uh, and I think this, to, to the main point, looking at the midfielders as normal captains for myself included, this is the strange one where the double game options are limited. The The best midfield option is only available for a single this round. I find Santi to be highly questionable and what he will even produce during that game to the fact that I don't, even know, a five. I don't even know if he'll be on my team right. uh, at, at this point for, for what yeah. might happen with Here this. So, so uh, we'll see what happens there, but yeah, I I'm looking at Miazga as well. Good. I think a very good chance at uh, bonus points in both games, potentially at least one clean sheet. Look forward to seeing Ryan's stats this week and a goal threat. He will be a target on, on set pieces. And so that will be, um, maybe some icing if you get something like that. So I, I think that is uh, a good shot at one of your double game week captains right there. I think if Ryan was on the show, he'd have that Klaxon gif. You know, Probably sample size mm-hmm. alert. Uh-huh. Oh no, a- absolutely. Cause he's only uh, been, he's only been here for a few games, but yeah, yeah. that w- that's why I was trying to say the things that wouldn't, he is a target for P- for, for set pieces mm-hmm. period. He's always been yeah. a target. For set pieces right there. Sure. Cincinnati is going up against a weak San Jose team. There is a good chance for a clean sheet there. We've talked about some struggles that New York City has had on the offense with their gym teacher coach. Some potential for bonus points right there as well with both of these games. I think those are fantasy facts mm-hmm. that are beyond the sample size. We know players in this position can generate these types of numbers when they are involved in these types of plays. Matt Miazga fits that role, and so he is eligible. Just like we would say the same thing for a Zimmerman in these situations where it's like Zimmerman does these things, so when this situation applies, he is a viable option because of these things, not necessarily because he's played so many games in MLS this season. So that's how I'm getting around the that little fun gif that he has of sample size. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us tonight. Great discussions. Please do share this uh, with with others so they can get the the same joy that you have uh, before the game starts, which does happen on Wednesday. So be sure to have these decisions that we've just talked about made for you to some extent uh, by that first whistle that's going to happen. It's it's been great. We've had a Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, I don't know. It's, this has just been a really good discussion. I'm so happy that people were here to join us live for that. And as always, I just want to say, oh, oh, wait, no, almost, I almost forgot. Plugs, plugs. Uh, Ashley, plug. Yeah, I'd love to plug Sac Republic U.S. Open Cup final against Orlando. I'm so excited to see a non-MLS team in the final again. I just think it makes for fun, fun football, fun to watch. So my plug is Sac Republic. Nothing against Orlando. But go sack. Blaine. Yeah, um, 
I'm going to do it because uh, Scott mentioned it, but I'm going to plug Jameson <laughs> Orange. That's been my liquid courage tonight. Like, put a warning on this podcast. Looking now. for a debate. <laughs> like, no, it's a Jameson that's making me debate tonight. But, but no, seriously, I love this community. I love being able to have these discussions. And it's fun to have chat commenting along as we go through some of these things because it's always it's always a fun time and we do this just to kind of bring in different viewpoints. I will I love arguing a position just to argue the position, not because I always agree with it, but it's fun to see the different views and why we make some of these hard picks that we have to make. Whether it's trying to determine when two teams run a double game week, how we get six players in, or whether we want to stick with four. I just I love this community. This community is why we do it. And it's fun to see the differing viewpoints. And sometimes we bring those out on the show because it's fun just to have that conversation and give everybody another idea of why we do this. Yeah. Christian. Well, as always, I'd like to plug the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community. Oh, where <laughs> where I, sentence. That's it. <laughs> Period. Well, that leaves me with very little, of course, MLSFantasyBoss.com for the articles and, and Tyler's Dr. there. Pepper. I, I, yeah, I should I should plug Dr. Pepper from the beginning uh-huh. of the show. Man, and, you, and, you're going to get some endorsement money here. Yeah, yeah man, and, and, and often drink it. for me. Uh, no, I should I feel like I need to be like, please note this this podcast is not officially affiliated with Major League Soccer or any of its uh, blah, 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 legal alcoholic things. Alcoholic and non-alcoholic. Exactly, exactly. Or right Jameson. There. Or that's right. <laughs> I mean, in, if Jameson wants to sponsor us, please do. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to say no. So yeah, please do check out MLSFantasyBoss.com, the Discord community. It's fantastic. Uh, and yeah, it's it's just such a great uh, group of people to be a part of mm-hmm. and uh, every, every week and every day. So uh, with that all being said, good luck. Mm-hmm.